0: Ooh. every day out there Ooh. Only makes the save
1: to stop the bucktails.
0: Hello there Bucks fans and welcome to another episode of Bucktails My name is Josh and I am your host of this Bucktails podcast And I am joined by Wiley Henderson, the playboy play voice of the Cranbrook Bucks Welcome Wiley Thank you and for just two of us again It is just the two of us, because Chris is driving trains.
2: I set that up nicely. Yeah, you did.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I'm always jealous that he gets to drive trains. Maybe one day he'll give us a ride on a train. That'd be awesome. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> trains are I don't. Maybe I'm in the wrong profession, and I should be driving trains. That's maybe what's should be happening. Um. Anyway, let's. We. I feel like because we missed a week because of scheduling conflicts, it's like we're trying to schedule d and D session, and scheduling is always the hardest thing. Uh, I haven't had
2: that problem, but I I can understand.
0: <laughs> I have had that problem, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, it's like February's gone by so quickly, and we've got to recap pretty much all of February. So uh, buckle up, everyone! We are going to recap February in a speedy way. So get ready for the ride, rapid so, fire, <laughs> rapid fire, but also a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Uh, warning. So let's start with our two-one OT win against West Kelowna. That was. Again, it was an overtime win, and it was pretty exciting. And I'm realizing I'm asking you to remember something from like February 9th, so like 20 days ago. But uh, Wiley, uh, if you can recall
2: your emotions,
0: thoughts about that game?
2: What I remember going into it is talking to Ryan Donald before the game about it being a possible playoff preview and how in spite of the team's troubles, they have done well against uh, this you know, second place in the interior team. And uh, that was proof to the pudding. Um, so it, it was just good to see. I, I can't remember it play for play. Um, I'd be lying if I did um, say I remember it, but it was, uh, I, I know it was a very good win for the boys. Very emotional. I remember uh, with the overtime call, uh, some of the scratches that were sitting in the booth, walking out, we were fist bumping on the way out. So it was mm-hmm. a pretty good move that night.
0: Yeah. And if I remember it, like the goal was scored in the, like, seconds left
2: yeah yeah was that jacob fletcher i think and it was
0: jacob fletcher yeah. with the the ot winner and yeah, he so started been... his like point streak then yeah he's been, yeah, on, he, he's been
2: on a tear in february mm-hmm. late january into february yeah so true i've
0: enjoyed watching his development so then the next day after like this huge ot win we welcomed Merritt to town uh whom again we're trying to catch in the standings and there was a...
2: and luke foe
0: yeah, and Luke Foe. That was so weird, just saying, seeing Luke Foe out there in a Mara jersey.
2: It, it yeah. looked weird, but he, you know what? He looked uh, he looked very good with his line mates. Um, He had, I thought, a very good game. I thought he was probably the best centennial forward on the ice, earned that third star nod. Uh, Memo didn't get to him to come out for the skate, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, but I did get to see him after the game and dap up a little bit. It was good to see him out there.
0: Yeah, it sure was. And, yeah, in the game before, Carter Captain made 39 out of 40 uh, saves. And then in this game, McIntosh made 37 out of 38 saves. So the goalie is just superb Mm. uh, in that
2: home stretch there. Yeah, that's a good tending combo that they got going on right now. One of the probably the bright spot on the team.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then I blame (laughs) Wenatchee because there's just been these weird gaps in our schedule there was like nothing before family day weekend. And then we had our family day weekend game in Vernon. And that game was a great game for Bucks fans with <laughs> nine goal, like 10 goal game, nine of them for us. It was fantastic. And again, Carter captain stopping all but one 30 out of 31 shots. Like it was just a,
2: a light up game. Loki's Bodegren uh, with two goals. Blake Cotton gets a hat trick in the third period alone. Um, ah, so yeah, no, it was
0: like, that's amazing.
2: Remember, they lost ten two in that rink. Um, probably the low point of the season back in November. So just mm-hmm. to kind of erase that, you know, kind of even up that 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 was big for them.
0: Yeah, and Shane Baker got his first BCHL goal in as his well. First
2: game and it
0: was first game. Yeah, like it was just such an awesome feeling game. And I just remember after watching it and then talking about it in the community, there was just such buzz of, like, we're on a three-game win streak, and we just, like, pounced Vernon Vipers 9-1. Like it, I realized it was a redemption game for the 10-2 loss. Like, I, I acknowledge that, and I kind of, like, watched it out. But still, it was an excellent feeling. And then uh, on this past Friday that just happened, it was also Pink the Rink. So we got lots of fans. Everyone's buzzing. Mm-hmm and it was kind of flat when we played trail and it well trail
2: you know Go what ahead. they 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 built their lead and then they went into a trap and it was the same thing with penticton the night after we'll talk about that in a minute but it was uh, the weekend was basically dominated by trap defense and the bucks having trouble breaking through that for any decent chances um, mm-hmm. trail did that to perfection and really Silenced one of the bigger crowds of the year.
0: Yeah, uh, which is interesting. We The other bigger crowd would have been like New Year's Eve, which also was against Trail. So we just like having these full arenas against Trail. Uh, but for me, the bright spots were like Jacob Fletcher continued to have his, I think at this point, it was seven games in a row that he's had like a point street or a point. So it's been phenomenal watching him. And for me, outside of the hockey part, the pink, the rink throwing the pucks on the ice and all the support um, in that regard. I can't remember the number off the top of my head how much money was raised um, for uh, local anti-bullying initiatives. So it was really, for me, the community part of that game was just amazing.
2: I got to say that, yeah, it was obviously for a great cause when steve russell is barking instructions during the puck toss like just listen to the guy steger was like a shooting gallery out there <laughs> he sure was good thing those pucks are foam unlike yes. some other
0: uh, i guess they're now junior a leagues tier 1 it, it was two, funny though like uh, you know pucks.
2: Anyway, steve's, yes. steve's starting to kind of you know everybody get yourselves in order to get the pucks onto the ice for the puck toss and you know he was starting to count it down and then they just tuned him out. It was, it, was, it was pretty funny.
0: You said go on three, right?
2: <laughs> on three or at three. He, he, he improvised. He didn't even start. He didn't even get to count. He was teasing the countdown. And then yeah. the puck started going. He's like, okay, I guess just keep throwing them. <laughs> yeah. So I just uh, quickly
0: looked here. It was uh, $3,000 is what was raised for anti-bullying initiatives uh, for Cranbrook School. So that's really phenomenal. Um, the community support and those pink jerseys. I really liked them. I just wish they had the the green that was on the sleeves. I just wish that was also on like the bottom part of the jersey, but I, I quite enjoyed having a variation. Our jerseys are phenomenal as they are, but to just have a different one has been, was really neat to see.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a different look. You don't see much. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, I'm just glad that the numbers were readable as the broadcaster and <laughs> broadcast was seamless. Yep, yeah. So
0: you you alluded to the pen takes and game, which mm. was just uncomfortable in both of these games. Actually, I think it was about 12 minutes, 13, 14 minutes into the first period where oh, the Bucks the got shot. their first shot. Yeah. So like even just that felt flat of not getting pucks towards. The net and especially um um not Wenatchee. Oh my goodness. Pin there's a lot of Wenatchee players. Renfri. on Penticton. Yeah. Uh <laughs> red free, totally Renfree in free in my mind. Um but uh the goalie for Penticton, and now I'm gapping on his uh, name. Yeah, like he was just named the BCHL first starter of the month was, for February.
2: I think his fourth straight shutout, too, if I'm not mistaken. So it yeah. was yeah, he's on a tear right now
0: you got to throw a lot of rubber at them. So to not get a shot in the first like 14 minutes of the game and yeah, so that was, it was a tough game. It was really, I like, I don't know how else to say it. it was just a tough game.
2: And again, it was Penticton, um, you know, they got a comfortable lead and any pushback that the Bucks tried to make, it was dominated by this trap defense with a very fast team. They can cover so much of the ice, like a, you know, real good zone defense in football, right? Like it's, uh, it's tough to penetrate and, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to get shots from the perimeter. Um, Pat Murphy had a couple good chances I thought, but, um, yeah, uh, it, it lacked in my view. And I, I maybe I'm, I, I can't speak for the players. I'm not out there. Um, but from where I'm sitting, it looked like it lacked a sense of urgency that maybe, mm. um, they're making it too easy for these teams to, you know, fall back into that trap, um, whether it's picking up the physicality or, you know, you know, running the net a little bit more within the confines of the rules, obviously. Uh, crashing the net for goals and stuff like that. Um, just that urgency wasn't there against Penticton. And you, you really need to see that against the best team in the league.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing. It is, it is the best team in the league. And Penticton showcased why they are the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Get a couple goals, shut you down hard, and make you work for...
2: Everything, so it's like those yeah. 1990s New Jersey Devils.
0: You no, know, and there's a lot of similar names from that era as well on the team. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know if there's all relations, but I'm like, oh, look at that, oh Reinhardt, oh and Arnott and a Keenan. Interesting. They had so, a Niedermayer. Yeah, and they they had a new need- yeah. Like just all these all these names um, that flash me back to the the 90s. So yeah anyway like i again to just kind of recap the emotions after like a three game winning streak and getting the 9-1 there was like so much jubilation of like yes we're doing it and it just mm-hmm. felt flat so the bucks now have some time off because i think we were probably supposed to play when actually probably actually
2: this weekend
0: <laughs> this weekend and there's no games this weekend uh so they get, they have some time to to write the ship and uh we're now getting down to the final month of the season to to start getting um ready for the playoffs. Which we know we're in because there's only eight teams in the division. So anyway. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um uh, yeah, obviously you need to get a good push now. I mean, we we are able to say at this point too, it sounds like Noah Ernest will be back in the fold, you know, ahead of the playoffs. So some of that offense that's been missing um, hopefully it comes back and un- unfortunately for Noah, his uh, Roso high school team didn't qualify for the state championships, but um, I guess his loss uh, is Cranbrook's gain um, selfishly for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm like, I don't know whether will... i feel sorry for this, <laughs> for him know, well, that he doesn't get to yeah. compete at that level. Like that Excel energy play at the, that arena just gets <laughs> jam packed for uh high school Uh Hockey final, so unfortunately, he didn't get that experience. But
1: really happy, he's back. Selfishly,
0: Uh, selfishly, very, very selfishly. (laughs) Um. All right, so that wraps up the the recap there. Before we get to more Bucks news, like Ernest coming back, um, I wanted to recap our predictions from the last episode. Uh, So I made a very bold statement that I probably shouldn't have, and that's okay. I said we were going to do a trade with Penticton, but that didn't happen. Uh, And Chris said that we would trade for a forward from Alberta. We didn't do that, but we definitely signed some forwards. And then, Wiley, you said that there would be trades at the trade deadline. So ding, 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 you win because Willem Terwitter was traded uh, to the Powell River Kings for future considerations. So Wiley win
2: minor move with his BCHL playing rights, but um, yeah. Turward was a very underrated piece for a very good team last year. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully he'll get a bit more ice time, um, you know, if he's reporting to the Powell River Kings. I haven't actually followed up with that yet.
0: Yeah, me either, but I just know that move happened. Uh, so I mentioned some signings. Uh, we met our, our, our already talked about Shane Baker scoring his first BCHL goal. So the, the Bucks picked up him. Uh, and then they also signed Nick Capasso, who's also looked really zingy zippy. I don't know. It was one of those like speedy words. Uh, oh, out Colorado
2: there. grit forward. Yeah. I always say, I was saying on the broadcast, I really hope that team's like main sponsor of manufacturers sandpaper.
0: <laughs> that would be
2: amazing. Yeah.
0: And, uh, So those are the, the transactions that happened. And then just one thing that was announced at uh, the game in Penticton and then uh,
2: on social media today. Well, that sounds very beautiful. That was uh, my WebEx. <laughs>
0: okay. uh, so one other thing that was announced uh, was Jaden Fodchak and Julian Frias being the Seller Vista uh, Credit Union Players of the Month. For February. Uh, sorry, Community Players of the Month.
2: Uh, so like Jaden's won that award like at least nine times.
0: I think so. But like, there's, when I think about it in terms of some of the graphics that I make for the Bucks being in the community, there's a lot of Jaden Fodchuck and, oh, and Julian yeah. Frias. And my son came home the other day um, with one of the Stick to the Reading or Stick to Reading with the Bucks bookmarks. And of course, there's an autograph on there from Jaden Focci and also Jack Silich, No Julian for on this one, but I remember him coming out to a to school. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's really neat to see these players get recognized for the efforts that they're doing also off the ice.
2: Yeah. And, you know, seeing as the team was born during the pandemic where you weren't allowed to, you know, get out in the community and socialize, it's nice to see that they're embracing it now that it's, you know, all the shackles lifted off and that they're able to get out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And then just one other piece, just because it's on the Cranbrook Bucks website. Wiley, you did a special article on The Professor, mm. Mr. Spitty. Jared Smith, yes. So you want to give us a little teaser and direct people to CranbrookBucks.ca to read it, but go ahead, Wiley.
2: Yeah, well, it's... um. Jared's been with the team since, again, that uh, pandemic season where they're in the pod. Um, he and Jaden and Fodchuck are the last two remaining. So we we already had one on Fodchuk this season. And I wanted to, you know, make sure that we highlight uh, Jared's contributions on and off the ice um, through his time with Cranbrook. I know he's going through a little bit of an injury problem right now. He's really hopeful he'll be back for playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's you know a little bit from the Zoom interview that we had earlier, which made it to the Cranbrook Bucks Insider, and um, just some old photos in there from some of the past seasons, uh, where you can kind of watch him grow as the article moves along. So it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and, I think uh, that... one one oh. more, one more, yeah, one more, um, yeah. I forgot to mention this in the pre prep, but uh, the uh, Kootenay Hockey Academy um, just had their play ins. Um, over the last weekend when the Bucks were at home for those games against Trail and Penticton. Um, won the first one, an exciting 4-3 win over Lethbridge. Um, took a loss the next day, 6-3 versus Lloyd Minister. So uh, first season for the Kootenai Hockey Academy comes to an end, but a real good look at some of the future Cranbrook Bucks that are coming up the pipeline through that program.
0: Yeah, and I, I quite enjoy having that program here. It reminds me just like some NHL teams that have the for example like calgary flames and then calgary wranglers like it's just you just cross the street to uh join the next uh level team so it's really neat to see these hockey academy players also joining the bucks for for some games as well so it's really cool that
2: they're out on the ice with me for our wednesday skates so they're they're learning a whole lot from me i'll tell you right now um you know so that big win on friday i'd like to think that i was a huge part of that absolutely the expectations for them are really high (laughs) i'm joking they're so far ahead of what i can do and they're so young it's it's cool to see
0: oh that's awesome well thanks for that plug uh let's head into our first player interview and you got a chance to uh zoom with carter captain how about you set us up with that wiley
2: yeah, Carter's um, second full go-around with the Bucks. Um You know, he he's he knows the program well. He's been here for a while. Um, it looks like he's going to be kind of shouldering the load the rest of the way with Braden McIntosh, a real good one-two punch in the crease. And um, yeah, also, um, you know, l- loves being in Cranbrook, so I was happy to catch up with him. And yeah, it's, it's nice to get some of the veterans later on in the season. I'm always so veteran-heavy at the start. So I, I was glad to get a good one with Carter Captain here at the end. Fox fans I am here with the mainstay the veteran in the crease Carter Captain Carter welcome back good to finally catch up officially I know I've been seeing you all year at the rink
3: yeah, no, it's good to finally get on here.
2: Yeah, no, happy to have you on. And uh, as a nod to uh, my broadcast colleague, Darren Beery, I've worn his Connor Hellibuck jersey and feels good speaking with the veteran goalie. So feels kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> so Carter, um, like I said, first time we've had you on and we're getting kind of close to the end of the season. Um, Very different season from what you were around for last year. But it seems like, especially as of late these last few weeks, um, really turned a corner and... um you know what, if there's a good time to get hot, now would be it.
3: Yeah, no, the
2: team's definitely
3: uh, coming together now. So, and, you know, after the trade deadline, I think everybody's a little bit more, I don't know what to say, but like uh, we're all dialed in on the goal now. So there's not guys leaving and coming in and out. So we have our team and I think we've kind of accepted who we're going to be and we want to be one of the top dogs going into playoffs. So I think it's like we're making a push at the right time.
2: I would have to agree. And, you know, a pretty big statement, too, on Monday with that win and burn in a building where the team has had their troubles this season. Um, so that, that had to feel pretty good.
3: Oh, yeah. It was good to get to some redemption on those guys. So
2: Big game for there for you, too, and a couple of big ones in a row for you. Um, so just I know you had the injury um, right after the holiday break, but it seems like you've come back with a bit of a vengeance. Yeah, no, I'm
3: just feeling good right now. So, and you know, the teams helped me out lots, which helps me out too. So, yeah. but the, no, the puck looks like a beach ball. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah, it's going good.
2: Now, I, I this is a rumor. I'm, I'm going to have to throw my broadcast colleague under the bus, Darren Fury, but he he's mentioned before that you're actually a lot more comfortable playing on the road than you are at home. Uh, now, you can confirm or deny, but uh, is there a truth to that?
3: No, I I don't really care where I play. You know, a game's a game. Still yep. gotta stop the puck. So if it's at home, it's at home. If it's on the road, it's on the road. It doesn't matter to me. So
2: no, fair enough. I I just wanted to get it from the source. It felt kind of iffy. I'm like, he plays, <laughs> he's playing here. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, so now it's uh, you and Braden McIntosh in the crease. Braden coming in midway through. Uh, Danick Larue, um, heading out after you know, a few games of the three of you. Um, tell me about the dynamic now between you and Brayden. I know I just talked with Brayden and he had, he was singing your praises. Uh, so I guess now it's your time to throw him under the bus or sing his praises.
3: Yeah, no, uh, Brayden's a great kid. So he's definitely been a good friend and a good goalie partner. So, and he's a hard worker. So it's, it's nice. Uh, you know, I always, you know, say goalie partner relationships are like, they're fren- frenemies like your enemies on the ice, but your friends off the ice. So, you know, we're all, we're battling for that net day in and day out. So, you know, it's a good competition and, but off the ice, you know, he's a, he's a great guy and a great roommate too.
2: Um, Just going back to last year, you know, great finish in the regular season, Uh, the playoffs, you know, injuries and whatever have you happened and the early exit there. Look, looking at this year's squad as they start to heat up heading into the playoffs, um, just what are you seeing as the main differences between the two teams same time, you know, at around the same time of year?
3: You know, I think last year we had a really skilled team. Uh, you know, we had a lot of returning guys too. So that probably helped out, like just knowing the systems and kind of the structure we wanted to play. But th- going into this year, you know, brand new locker room, basically. And, uh, you know, I think we've realize we're not the most talented team out there, but we can work hard. And when we work hard, we have games like we had in Vernon where we, you know, can pot some goals and, you know, it's good for us. So I think going into the playoffs, we just have to keep that mentality going that, you know, we, we need to work out or sorry, we need to work harder than the other teams. And if we work harder than the other teams, we should be coming out on top.
2: And you're seeing it, too, and you're getting wins against teams like the Pentictons, like the Surrey's, you know, Vernon just now, too. West Kelowna, you guys have owned the season. I mean, um, teams that are, you know, ahead of you in the standings. And so that has to be encouraging, too, knowing that you can hang with those teams and often come out on top, like you said. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. It's It's a confidence booster for sure. But, you know, I think it's important that we don't get caught up in it and we, you know, keep going on the steady path that we're going.
2: Now, uh, you know, your time here, you've become quite a fan favorite. The youngsters especially seem to really love you. Um, how, how have you embraced Cranbrook, uh, you know, coming in uh, for now your second full year? I know it's parts of three now, but, uh, you know, you, you've really gotten to know the community. They've gotten to know you. Um, just your level of comfort out here and um, just ha- how how it's been for you.
3: No, it's been good. So, uh, you know, being from Lethbridge, it's nice being only three hours away from home. So, uh, you know you know, I'm, I'm away from home, but I still feel like, you know, if I can go home, I, I can go home. So it's not a big plane ticket across the country. It's an easy three hour drive. But, you know, I think I've, you know, I really enjoyed playing here. And I, I remember playing here as a kid in Pee So I get the, you know, go behind the doors. Well, you know, what was the Kootenai Ice's dressing room? I'm walking in there. So it's, you know, me and my dad think that's pretty cool that, you know, being that he coached me for, Ooh, uh, I think like eight years or something like that. So it's kind of cool just to uh, be behind those doors and, you know, be back in Cranbrook.
2: Yeah. They look a lot better now than they did back then. But
3: Oh yeah. Way better.
2: <laughs> um. Uh, so with that said, you, you've been around the block a little bit. Um. You know, if you, if you had a kind of memory that stands out through your time so far with the Bucks, uh, what is it?
3: I think, uh, probably shutting out Wenatchee last year was probably my highlight of my career so far, just, you know, being that they kicked us out of playoffs, it was good to, you know, get that 2 nothing shutout against Wenatchee. And, you know, I think that kind of boosted my confidence going into this year is knowing that, like, I can play against the top teams and, you know, I can't play in this league.
2: Yeah. Those Wenatchee teams did have some pretty, you know, big guns too. Like your Kate Littler, um, you know, that Micah Berger. <inaudible> yeah, those guys. Yeah, and yeah. I think they both just signed with BCHL teams too. I know Cades, I think, with Penticton now, and then Micah went over to Surrey. So
3: yeah, then, uh still no remnants. Murray's back in Chilliwack.
2: So. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. We can st- we can still feel the presence, and of course, they're now the former Kootenai Ice too. So um, Nathan Lewin is officially the all time winningest uh, Wenatchee Wild goalie. Go figure. Really? Well, uh-huh. by by proxy from. You know, yeah, they, have, they take over the Kootenai Ice's history. So I tried to bring that up with him and he kind of shrugged it off like, eh, neat. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, speaking of Nathan, he's obviously, you know, really hands-on with the goalies uh, given his background, his history. Um, I've asked you this before, but with like another year under his tutelage, just how much has that meant to you to have him around?
3: I think it's good. I think we've, you know, gotten a stronger relationship and you know, all being that it's my second year here and I think it's good. He, when he's out with me, it's really good. And, you know, during our video sessions, it's really good too. So, you know, he's definitely been a big help for me in my uh, technique and stuff like that. So, you know, I've, you know, I thank him lots for that. So, yeah.
2: And uh, just um, looking back again to last year, um, obviously you and Nathan Airy, um, you know, got pretty tight. Are you still in touch with Nathan?
3: Yeah, here and there, I give them a little text. Uh, you know, I when you played RMU the other day, I said congrats on the wins. So, yeah, no, but we we try to stay in touch a little bit. So,
2: yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, at eighteen, you still have a little bit more uh, junior mileage left under your sails. But um, I guess just looking ahead, um, you know, we don't want to move ahead of the playoffs yet. But um, w- what do you have in the future for you? Um, you know, coming up after this next off season.
3: Um. I don't know, honestly, I kind of
2: just go with the flow. So, uh,
3: you know, I think there's a plan out there for me somewhere. So I just have to keep working hard. And I know that's pretty cliche, but it's the truth. You know, you have to work hard to get where you want to go. And so, yeah, no, I'm not focused on next year. I'm not focused on in three years, but I am just, you know, want to stay in the moment. And, you know, I think that will do me better things than worrying about the future
2: there is a good shot. Like, um, you know, we we could see you as the all time winningest and games played leader in Cranbrook Bucks history before it's all said and done. Yeah, that'd
3: be pretty cool. So,
2: uh. no, uh, with with this stretch drive being the way it is, just what what have the practices been like? You know, since the trade deadline, um, you know, has the intensity been picking up now that you guys are seeing the X's beside uh your your names in the standings?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, I think you know practice has been practices like they've been all year. So they're, they're tough, they're intense and, you know, we all want to get better out there. So there's never a day off. And so, yeah, no, we just, we don't worry about all the clinching and stuff like that. We're worried about, you know, the next, this weekend coming up. So trail and Penticton, we know those are two big games. So we just got to be ready for those.
2: And just, um, you know, there, there was a couple of tough stretches through the season, you know, coming out of Christmas break. And I think at the round of the start too, um, It seemed like no matter how bad things got, that the focus, the, you know, kinsmanship was still there, um, you know, with the group, with the locker room. Um, Is that accurate? And if so, like, how how did the coaches kind of handle you guys uh, to keep you, you know, focused? You know,
3: like, going through tough times, like, we definitely had our moments where, you know, things might have got a little tense in the locker room, but... You know, if it happened on a Monday, we came back Tuesday and everything was kind of settled. Like we can't hold grudges against each other. We're going to see each other for the next, you know, five, six months. So there's no point of holding a grudge if we're just going to keep seeing each other day in and day out. So, but, you know, I think now that, you know, we're getting more wins under our belt, we're seeing what, you know, being a team feels like. And, you know, it's, you know, everybody's happy when we win. So it's uh, makes the locker room a lot better.
2: Now, as I said, you're you're a bit of a veteran out here. You've gotten to know Cranbrook quite well, so a kind of good chance for the boys to feed off you for some, you know, local points of interest and stuff like that. So, um, I'll, I'll give a couple of shots here on some rapid fire, just uh, basically with a Cranbrook theme to it, if that's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Best golf course. Wildstone. Wildstone. Everybody says Wildstone. I have uh, to the one I've been to. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. I have been to a few, and yeah, Wildstone stands out. Uh, uh, best restaurant. Ah, uh, Hideout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Hideout's good, and I know we can't say Taco Bell, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll, I'll scrub past that one. I haven't seen you guys there this year, by the way. Um, and uh, all right, um, let's see. Best thing to do away from the rink during winter.
3: Best thing to do, wave. Ah, uh, hmm. it's a tough one.
2: There isn't a whole lot, really.
3: Oh, like
2: <laughs> like you're basically just at the rink, anyways. So. Yeah, like
3: at the rink, work out, come home, eat dinner, go to bed. It's yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably just hanging out with the guys, pond hockey or something. Whether it's, I think Idlewild, I think that's the pond that we head out to. So yeah.
2: Um, when the snow melts, um, you know, a lot of beauty in this region, a lot around here, um, what's kind of uh, a go-to spot for you, you know, if you're doing a kind of summer kind of excursion thing.
3: Um, I don't mind driving out to Moi, so I don't mind that. And then, uh, me and my roommate went to Fernie when we had a day off. So we went for lunch there and that was a pretty nice drive. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Fernie's about to get, uh, pretty busy this weekend for the playoffs. I know the fans out there really bring it. So, always uh, fun uh, good luck to the ghost riders if you're watching this i know it's going to be played during the weekend during game two so um all right uh let's see back to cranbrook stuff so we kind of covered uh the golf courses we got the summer stuff we got the winter stuff so i think that kind of gets it out of the way only three questions there's a whole lot to it out here it's pretty much an outdoorsman's dream
3: yeah yeah no kidding
2: now uh for you personally um Dialed in as you are, as the stretch drive continues, Um, what, what are you looking for out of yourself for these next few weeks as we get into the last couple games of the regular season?
3: I think just, you know, getting in the net. And when I get in the net, just no matter who we're playing, play it to my full potential. So, you know, there's nothing to hold back with only being, you know, two and a half months left of the season. So it's, you know, just can't hold back, can't take anything for granted. And, you know, have no regrets at the end of the season.
2: Now, I think I've asked you, I, I know I've asked you this before, but it's slipped out of my mind, but um, in the NHL, a goaltender that you're looking up to or that you've liked and have emulated in the past. And I I know I've asked you this. I can already see you nodding.
3: But... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stuart Skinner. So, so right. he's my, yeah, he's been my role model since day one. So, yeah, he's been, yeah, the guy I've looked up to my whole life, basically.
2: Yeah. He's, uh, he's your Kirk McLean for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: All right. I'll start to wind it down, Carter, but um, it for, it's one of the ones I like to ask the boys too, um, just the Billet families, you know, play such a huge role out here. I know you've gotten very close with your family. So, it, you know, a bit of a shout out to them. Uh, how have they been to you? Uh, you know, and uh, feel free to name them and uh, show them some love.
3: Uh, the do please. uh <laughs>
2: They've been like great.
3: So amazing. It's insane. Like, I, you know, <laughs> call them my uh, second mom, second dad. Like they're just so close to me and even my parents too. So I couldn't be any more grateful to have them, you know, in my life. And I hope to stay in touch with them for as long as I can. So they're uh, awesome people and, you know, I'm very lucky and fortunate
2: to have them. Yeah. And uh, a goalie in the family too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I know that because I scored a hat trick against him in old timers last season. But Oh boy.
3: <laughs> uh, he's always asking me for uh tips and points. So I try to give him my uh, best. But he's a he's a goofy goalie. He's on the, the He's other always side.
2: laughing. He's always laughing out there. It's it throws you off. And I know yeah. he, he actually tripped me up last time I played him too, so he got me back. But yeah. we're it's even now, Terry. Enough. And uh yeah, I know the daughter too, very good friends with my stepdaughter Madeline as well. So um, yeah. Great family there. Oh yeah. Um. So Carter, before I let you go, um, message to the fans as we get into the home stretch. Uh, what would that be?
3: Just keep supporting. So hopefully we can make a run for you guys. Awesome.
2: Well, Carter, I know it's a big weekend for you guys, so I won't keep you too long. But um, thank you as always. Uh, best of luck against Trail for I think the twenty third time this year, and uh, <laughs> and Penticton too. You know what? I love the Trail rivalry though. It's fun. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, it's
3: probably one of my favorite games to play.
2: No, and the fans bring it for that one too, and of course, pink the rink nights. So, uh, always a good time. Yeah. All right, Carter. Best of luck uh, the rest of the way. I know I'll be seeing you at the rink, but uh, yeah, no, let's keep in touch and uh, you know stay in focus. You're you're lighting it up out there, so it's been fun to watch. Uh thank you. So hopefully, I can keep doing it. You betcha, Carter, captain, Cranbrook Bucks.
0: Thank you for that interview with Carter Captain. It's, yeah, I agree. It's, it's nice to get one of the um, veterans on this late in the season. And just great to uh, to hear from the goalies. We were able to tease a part of their interviews mm-hmm. uh, during the broadcast. So, glad we got the full thing here. All right. So, speaking of interviews, I'm just going to, your Bucks Insider just dropped an episode. With a former player and a, a current player on it. So I know you've got a couple episodes coming out for, for Bucks Insider.
2: Yeah, um I, I I I've recorded a few, so I, I I'd be lying if I said I knew what was coming up next. But uh yeah, this last one with um Jaden Fodchuk and Danick Larue, it's 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 a fun one to look back on. Jaden obviously, you know, he's a little bit camera shy at times, but once you get him talking, um, you know, he, <laughs> Really proud of his um, you know, upbringing in the Sunshine Coast, a beautiful area out there in Sechelt. And uh, Danick LaRue, for his short time here, uh, very impactful. Um, great family. Uh, his dad, mm-hmm. Ben was uh, quite the beauty for sure. Always uh, liked to catch up with him uh, when he came out to visit for games. And I know Danick really liked his time here. But um, you know what? More playing time in a new destination. Um, at this age in your career, you want to be showcased. You want to get more reps. And um, I think that opportunity presented itself for him and um was sad to see him go but happy to get him on the Bucks insider before he left
0: yeah that's often my rule of thumb though is like play where you can get ice time or play where you know you're gonna win like Mm -hmm. um so sometimes you have to play where you're gonna get more ice time so i totally understand his decision so good for him not always always an easy choice but nope
2: gotta do what's best for you
0: yeah and but glad that we get to have this interview with him so uh Again, go to crimebookbucks.ca to find that episode there or our YouTube channel, So, which is a thing. So I don't really have much for trivia. I just have one question for you, Wiley. Are you ready for this? I guess so, yes. Where were you on February 28th, 2010?
2: Um, I believe I was at my friend's after-hours club uh, that he opened up for the day with uh, several big screens and then a big 60-inch screen in a patio bar above uh, Broadway on Vancouver watching Sidney Crosby score the golden goal. Yeah, nice. That's exactly what I was trying
0: to reference 14 years ago.
2: Before (laughs) that, I was partying with uh, Pamela Anderson and uh, Chad Kroger.
0: I can't tell if you're being serious or not right now. Well,
2: I, I'm dead serious. Um my friend, you know, hip hop promoter, so he had a few connections and stuff like that. So yeah, I had a few VIP party experiences during the Olympics. It was a real good two weeks. Two weeks or three weeks, I forget, but it was, it was either way it was it was great time. Um almost got me fired the day after. I celebrated a bit too much, but uh well <laughs> worth it. I, this was before I was in broadcasting, by the way. I was Okay. Uh, I was still in my Initial uh, love of selling plumbing fittings. Mm. <laughs> what a neat opportunity. I,
0: I knew you were in Vancouver. I didn't realize, like, still at that time. So you got to, like, be a part of the whole Olympic experience there. Oh,
2: yeah. No, I took it in. It was, uh, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing until it sounded like they were going to bid on it again a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, but, yeah, it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And um, just the, the way it ended, you know, it was... I think a record for Canadian gold medals too. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's you know, Vancouver sports fans haven't had a whole lot to cheer for on the hockey side. A lot of, you know, neat moments, but a lot of playoff heartbreak um, Mm -hmm. going on. Well, yeah, it was four years now, but (laughs) Um, it was
0: the same year that Luongo then took, Vancouver to the Seneca finals after
2: yeah the the next uh the next fine the next year in twenty eleven they made the finals yeah. but um uh, having Luongo you know it backstop it, dramatic moments for sure but um yeah what what a yeah what a what a day that was uh it's hard to believe that was fourteen years ago
0: yeah fourteen years ago yeah
2: i uh, I didn't
0: have as many big screens I was uh at my parents' place watching <laughs> the game on their uh big screen tv that they had got so uh, cause that was
2: bigger than what I could afford at the time. So it was like,
0: mom, dad coming over. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It, w- it was a little tucked away spot. He called it the gallery and it was, uh, I, I wouldn't say legal, but, uh, you know, outside of the law after hours kind of establishment.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome. For me, what puts it into like frame of reference is, um, my daughter would have been two at the time and she's like currently sixteen and my son wasn't even born and he's now thirteen. So that's where I'm like, holy, that's how long ago it was. Like my kids were one of them didn't even exist then. So anyway. Yeah, I
2: was twenty-five. That uh I still had this hair, but uh it was uh the hairline was a bit thicker.
0: <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> oh, the glory days of our mid twenties.
2: Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Anyway, so uh, thanks for going down memory lane with me and being able to pick that up so quickly. I'm always impressed with your memory capabilities.
2: Well, I saw a reel about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. So it it wasn't a brand new thing. It was still kind of percolating in your brain. Thanks, social media. (laughs) Um, So with that, how about we get ready for... our our next interview here and you got to sit down with one of our import players on the international there's Loki Sodergren who's uh having himself a great year so by the hell about you uh, set that up for us
2: yeah and uh the interviews on this episode I should note uh were recorded before the trail Penticton weekend so Loki when I had this one he had just scored uh in that uh two goal performance in that 9-1 win against Vernon so um you know I got him on a pretty pretty good week for sure but he's been yeah. um very consistent um taking his you know time to learn the north american game but he's really taken to it um that shot he's got very accurate always gets through a crowd probably the best hitter in the league um mm-hmm. i know he was probably the more celebrated um recruit that we had over the summer him and oscar setterquest uh, the first two imports but um oscar made the decision to stay in sweden and uh, loki's you know doing quite well with the Duplies as his billets and um enjoying himself out here so yeah, I was happy to finally get a chance to talk to Loki Sodergren. All right, Bucks fans, I am with uh, one of the first international imports in the team's young history, uh, Loki Sodegrin. Loki, first of all, thanks for taking the time today. Um, how are you doing? How's everything going with you?
4: Uh, everything is good. Very good. How how are you?
2: Good. Uh, tired. Uh, ready to call some hockey. It's been a little bit of a layoff, so I'm um, looking forward to getting back at the rink. Um, you guys... Had a pretty good long weekend, obviously on the family day weekend. A big game for you in Vernon, a uh, big yeah. game for you personally too, with a couple of goals. Um, so just take us through that. I know the team has had its share of ups and downs, but uh, that that game had to be a pretty big
4: highlight. Yeah, it uh, went good for me, but like the team, we played. We lately we have been playing so much better. Uh, like uh, just from. How we treat each other, to yeah, the work we do, uh, things uh, like we, the things we practice on on the practice uh, makes sense more and more for everyone. So it's uh, coming along.
2: Yeah, you you can really see it too, especially these last few games. The two you played at home the weekend before, um, looking like it's really good, and you know couldn't come at a better time
4: uh, with the playoffs coming up. No, exactly. It's the right time.
2: Now, uh, Loki, it's your first uh, season playing in North America, but um, just tell me some of the differences um, from back playing in Sweden that you've noticed here in the BCHL.
4: Uh, Yeah, the biggest thing is the rink is uh, smaller over here. In Sweden, you have more time with the puck uh, because we have a bigger ice. Uh, That, I would say, it's, it's the biggest thing. And, you know, growing up, you
2: were able to watch some really, really good Swedish national teams, I'm sure. Um, So just if you could, just some of the players that stood out for you that you looked up to uh, growing up.
4: Yeah, it's been uh, Erik Carlsson and uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Those two uh, have been like people I have looked up for. Uh, They are Swedes. uh, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, I look at them more.
2: And did you did you follow a lot of the elite league?
4: Uh, yeah, a little bit, not very much. Uh, I played in a team uh, that had a men's team, like a pro team, in the second uh, best league in Sweden. So I looked more at that.
2: Okay, I was gonna say, um, you know, because Modo, where I'm from in Vancouver, is huge there. The Sedin's, Marcus Naslund, yeah, uh, all those guys. So I, I. Modo is one that I really know quite well, but uh, I have to admit, <laughs> I don't know the league entirely great, but some terrific prospects that have come out of there. And of course, in the uh, Div 2 league as well, a lot of great picks that have come out of that way. And we're seeing it now at the junior level uh, with you. Um, now that you're in Cranbrook, just how, how has everything been so far? I, I know it must have been a bit of a shock at first, uh, you know, after, you know, spending so much time in Sweden and then coming to Canada.
4: Yeah, it uh, was a little bit harder in the beginning, uh, much with the language and that, uh, but I think that uh, now I, I feel comfortable with everyone and uh, uh, it's not a big thing anymore. It's, yeah, I have it very good here.
2: Do you have uh, any best friends or anybody on the team that's kind of helping you, uh, you know, get used to your new setting?
4: Uh, yeah like all of them uh, i get help from everyone i would say
2: who's uh if you had to pick a uh, you know a couple of uh, good buddies
4: on the team uh who 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 are those uh i would say malikai uh carter the guy i live with uh yeah then it's hard to pick out like people because yeah everyone is great on the team
2: and uh, yeah, so you are uh, also a Dupli billet then.
4: Yeah, exactly. I um,
2: Yeah, no, they're they're a very fun family. I uh, know Terry quite well. Um, obviously yeah. role with the Bucks, and uh, yeah, he a lot of fun. Um, and obviously you know a good setting for you to be coming into. Um, how has that helped? Um, you know, just having that balance. Um, you know, being able to focus on hockey.
4: Yeah, it have been very good. Uh yeah the family here is very good uh i I don't have much to complain on it's like everything is as it should be very good
2: so uh, look looking back at the team you know it was a tough start at the season but uh, things have really turned around um what what do you think has kind of brought this turnaround about um what what's changed
4: uh i know i like people, uh, we have connected with each other better. Uh, we had like a players meeting where we we talked like everyone talked uh, to everyone. So like that made us come a lot closer to each other. Uh, I think it's mostly like that everyone is friends now uh, better than in the beginning. So. Yeah.
2: And uh, just looking ahead, you know, a big stretch here with the playoffs coming up. I guess, uh, what's the main focus for you over these next few weeks?
4: Just do my best. Uh, and yeah, try to play play as Ryan wants me to play. And uh, yeah, play for the team so we can uh, keep, keep going good.
2: And I, I know the players really... Love Ryan, love Colin and uh, the coaching staff. Uh, How have they been for you, uh, you know, helping you get adjusted?
4: Yeah, they have been good. Uh, They have been showing me things that they want me to do differently because, yeah, the play here is a lot different, I would say, compared to Sweden. Uh, So, yeah, I have had uh, times with uh, the coaches where they show me how I can do, do it on another way. And that I uh, like very much.
2: Now, it's it's only been a few months, so this might be early to ask. But um, w- what's been your best moment so far with the team? Uh, anything that stands out for you?
4: Uh, uh, the first goal I did uh, home at West Kelowna, that was a, a very cool feeling. Like with the stance in the background, sharing and all that. Uh, that was a big moment.
2: Yeah, that was that big uh, point slap shot, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that one. That was uh, you, you, you pack a pretty good cannon for the point. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for anybody, I guess uh, getting to know you, what can they expect to see from you on the ice? Uh, what's your style of game? What do you like to do out there?
4: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I think I can skate kind of good and. Uh yeah uh time to time i can play some physical play too mm-hmm. and yeah uh you do good passes sometimes
2: yeah the physicality i w- i wanted to tap into because that's something that we we notice a lot too um probably the best clean hits in the league um is that's something that's um always been part of your game that uh, or just something that you uh you know kind of started picking up as you got into a more you know competitive form of hockey uh
4: i would say like i have had it like uh, almost uh, uh yeah all my career uh, but uh, yeah i would say last year i picked it uh, like i used it much more and uh, uh, here I, I i think i played even more physical last year than i did here do here uh so yeah i picked it uh I started using it more last year.
2: Now, um, away from the rink, um, what what do you do? Hobbies and things like that—you uh, know, things that uh, maybe take your mind off hockey for a little bit—that uh, you know, you you're are fun for you.
4: I don't know. Just hang with the buddies, uh, watch a movie. Uh, yeah, talk with friends. Like, yeah, being around people.
2: I always got to ask the boys, do you have a favorite NHL team? Uh,
4: Actually, not really, but uh, no, I cannot pick one right now. I I share mostly on the Swedes when I see them on the uh, uh, ice.
2: Well, I'll tell everybody you're a Hartford Whalers fan.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs)
2: Alright, um, y- you know what, it's um, you know a, a big season for the league, uh, a lot of changes obviously now with the window open for recruitment all over the place. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of clubs that had interest in you. Um, what was it about the Bucks that
4: um, won you over? Uh, I don't know, just the, the facility. Uh, Ryan had a lot of good talks with me. Uh, and yeah, uh, it it seems very good to be here, a good spot to be at. So, yeah, it that's the reason.
2: Yeah, you you used to getting used to the long bus rides now.
4: Yeah, I I do now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like them uh, in the beginning, but we have some movies sometimes, and yeah, yeah, sometimes I can sleep a little bit, so it's good.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a lot easier at your age than it is at forty. Believe me. <laughs> all right Loki um I'll start to wind it down a little bit um now we already talked about your billet family but uh just I I always like to ask the guys um you know if you have a shout out for them or anything like that um you know they're such a big part of what we do here um so just uh if you want to show any love to the billets now's the time
4: yeah I don't know what I should say but yeah I am uh, very happy to be here uh they yeah they take care of me and uh my a little Carter, very good. Uh, they drive drive me if I need a ride, and they yeah they give me food of course and yeah they they are awesome. They and I can talk to them whenever I want, so yeah I get along with them very good. And last question, um, any messages for the Cranbrook
2: fans out there as the team starts to pick up this hot streak heading into the playoffs?
4: Uh. Yeah, I hope I I see a lot of fans on the on the games and the playoffs. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, the energy in that building during the playoffs is probably the best in the BCHL. So it's it's a real fun sight. I can't wait for you to experience it. I can't wait to experience it from the booth. Um the fans always bring it. So hopefully the team does too and we'll have a pretty good playoff run here. It's looking really good right now.
4: Yeah. That's All right.
2: Well, I'll 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 wind down the interview now. But uh, thank you so much again for your time. I, I very much appreciate it. I know the fans do too. Um, you know, getting a chance to get to know you so um, huge help in that way. And uh, all the best the rest of the season.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Bucks fans, Loki Sodergren.
0: Thank you, Wiley, for that interview with. Uh, I was going to say Wiley Sodergren, lucky <laughs> Sodergren. Uh, sometimes my brain and mouth do not uh,
2: cooperate very well. Yeah, if anybody's but, listened to my broadcasts, same thing. So,
0: yeah, but you're doing it like live and with a lot of action happening. Like I, I did play by play for my son's like U thirteen team. They move a lot slower than the Bucks do. So I like props to you for what you do for play-by-play because people think it's easy, but it's not. <laughs> so get on you for that. So I, what I'm trying to say is uh, your errors on very fast live broadcasts are totally understandable and don't worry about them. I don't. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's start. Uh, getting to the home stretch of our uh, podcast here, which is or this interview of the podcast just to clarify we're not done with bucktails. We're still gonna be around. It's just this episode is drawing to an end as we preview our upcoming games and we're we're gonna go uh, just in case scheduling problems continue to be a thing, we're going to go uh, halfway through the month of March here. So our first two games are home games against salmon arm back-to-back games and currently salmon arm is third in the interior conference with a record of 26 15 0 and 3 and our no that's not the page that i wanted our record this year again i need to look at current season not previous yet not previous season current season uh salmon arm has won all three games this year However, that's a very similar storyline to last year, where they're um, three and two I- against us. So maybe this is where we get our two wins in against them if we want to mimic last year. But uh, yeah, currently uh, they've been close games, uh, except for the like the first one in September, which everyone's still figuring each other out. Then uh, like mm-hmm. recent three one and two one losses. So these are are closely contested games, and they're going to be played at home. So Wiley, your thoughts on these upcoming? Games against yeah, I
2: think we've uh, we've been out shooting them too. It's just uh, their goaltending and defense is usually quite solid. A lot of those shots are from the perimeter. So, again, it's going to be um, kind of like dealing with a trailer or Penticton, where you have to break through a very solid defense that is going to be probably systematic. So. Um, get gritty. You know, do do what you have to do to score the ugly goals. You want to get at least a split out of this double set with Salmon Arm. And worth noting too, um, looking ahead a couple episodes probably, but uh, we actually finish our season on the road on the 29th against Salmon Arm too. So there's uh going to be three this month against the Silverbacks.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I had mentioned that in like uh, a text message that we're uh with you and Chris yeah. about. We're, we're down to like the last 10 games of the year and three of them are against Salmon Arm and three of them are against Trail. So it's uh, very heavy against those two teams. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So we'll be seeing a lot of them, but yeah, you want to get a split here in this weekend. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Again, it's, it's a chance that you're going to be seeing them in the playoffs too. So you want to start, you know, establishing some grittiness against a very good Salmon Arm team.
0: As the classic saying is, send a message to them. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Deliver them messages. <laughs> Intense typing messages. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's not this weekend coming up for anyone just keeping track. This is like March 8th and 9th because we we're probably supposed to play Wenatchee this weekend. So, playing Salmon Arm. And then after that, we have. Kind of a new look, newer team to us to to talk about, which is the Coquitlam Express are, are coming to town. And so, yeah, that's uh,
2: going to be their first visit here. Yeah,
0: like I'm excited for that. They're currently sitting sixth in their uh, division conference uh, 2021 and three. And uh, what else was I going to? Yeah, we haven't like played them uh, here. We've only played them once before in the entire time in the BCHL, which was also
2: earlier this year at the showcase, if I'm not mistaken. No, we played them, uh, we played them last season on the road. Last and it, season. It, it I just did the current well.
0: season, previous <laughs> season thing. Yes, sorry. We played them. Man, they really got to change this order. I'm going to send some <laughs> feedback to the BCHL. They need to do the head-to-head current season and then previous season and last five. Because right now it's previous, current. I enjoy last.
2: that they don't. This it makes for good <laughs> podcasting. Josh can't
0: read. Uh, I need to stick to reading with the Bucks more often. Oh yeah, So last season we played them, not this year. Anyway, so they'll be coming to town. Uh, they're like stats-wise, they look very similar to Salmon Arm. Like they don't have a player who's averaging more than a point per game and their the goalie is like this the same kind of like caliber statistically as um the seven arms. So it's anyway I'm excited to just see how this goes because we've done really well against coastal teams this year.
2: So uh, several things I'm looking forward to on this one. First of all, growing up on the coast, uh, the Express were kind of, you know, my team. For a while, when Coquitlam's rink was being renovated, they actually moved to Burnaby and played at the old uh, Bill Copeland Arena where they won a national championship. And uh, my old minor coach was actually part of that ownership group. So uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of history for me with with the Express. I've been to a lot of games at the Poirier Rec Center too. So uh, nice to actually see them in their road jerseys for once and uh, assistant coach jeff wagner uh used to ride the roads with him in the Kijhl when he was head coach of the fernie ghost riders so uh, it'll yeah. be a nice reunion for me there too i've been looking forward to seeing jeff for a while um just it's, it hasn't happened uh they were supposed to be out here a couple seasons ago but um weather events uh remember it kind of cut the coastal mm-hmm. teams off from coming to the interior so didn't happen then so i've been really looking forward to seeing uh wags come out this way
0: yeah i I didn't piece that together because I remember doing some interviews with him too when I was with the, the Dynamite. So that's,
2: yeah. Yeah, great guy. Cool. And it was, totally. uh, it was, he always uh, made the bus rides, you know. We're, we're around the same age going through kind of the same phases of life, you know, engagement and uh, buying houses and all that stuff. So it was, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot of uh, not hockey stuff too. So it was, uh, you know, I always appreciated him and it'll be nice to see him back.
0: Yeah. So that'll be a great reunion. in. If Wiley's a little teary on the broadcast, that's why because he just had a fantastic reunion. No, not really. No, no, don't get emotional. To, okay. Do I bring up the coach
2: when I at my <laughs> broadcast? <laughs> well, you'll be interviewing him before the game. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably have him as the uh, pregame interview. Yeah, so
0: yeah. you'll have a reunion there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for it because that that sounds like it'll be great. Uh, and then after Coquitlam comes to town, the Bucks get on a bus and they head to the the last meeting of the season, regular season, just to clarify. Yeah, they, they have another one
2: against Trail they after that. They have another one against Trail after that? <laughs> in the last week of the season. Another one in Trail. Oh, that's right.
0: That's the third one.
2: Oh, we still
0: have one more game against Trail. I was hoping that chapter was coming to an end. Apparently not. <laughs>
2: So uh, I just, I, I love Tim Fraggle. He's a great guy, but it's just like, I know he's like so sick of the same pregame interviews with me after how many times. So it's uh yeah, no, it's, I'm glad Nine. that they're both on the road.
0: This like, this will be to the ninth. 10th ninth meeting. Tenth. Tenth meeting of the, this season. Oh, it's a lot of trail. I can barely wait for our Alberta counterparts to, to join the league to get a little bit more variety anyway. I digress. I still, I
2: still say they probably do like gift exchanges at Christmas and stuff like that. Like they, I think they're past rivals now. I think they're all actually friends. (laughs) Yeah, Um, spend enough time with each other, like they see each other more than I see my friends.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, You know, and I'm looking at the penalties from the last game. Like there's only four. Like this, there's yeah, they're pretty friendly. If they hated each other, there'd be a lot more penalty minutes. I'm just saying. Oh man. Okay, so just for the sake of it, the current season we are currently three and five against Trail, and this game, the ninth meeting, not the last, the ninth meeting, uh, is going to be in Trail. I don't know what else to say. I feel like we've talked about this team a lot, but uh, and we'll be mentioning we'll them. We'll still the be next talking podcast. about them again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, standings-wise, like, Trail is two spots above us. They've got eight more points. And this is where, like, the game that we just had against them, like, had we won, we would have been at 42 points, and they would have been at 46. And that puts them, like, within striking distance in the standings. And that loss just kind of puts them a little bit out. But this is an opportunity to have that point swing again to, like, catch up uh, to them. Uh, so, anyway, that's what I'm hoping for. With that game against Trail, but uh, Wiley, your thoughts on the ninth out of ten yeah. visits Trail?
2: Well, I mean, they'll be playing for home ice advantage in the playoffs, so they'll have a mm-hmm. lot to play for. I, I think the Kootenay rival is secondary at that point. Uh, they have a goal that they, you know, want to get up to. I don't think they can reach fifth, mathematic or third, mathematically, but I think they can get to fourth if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to actually take a look at the standings. But
0: I think Salmon Arm would have to lose all of their games for them to catch Salmon Arm
2: and then fourth is is the Vernon tenor. Vipers
0: yeah who they're trying to catch which is their Vernon Vipers are 5 points ahead of them
2: so that's that's attainable um yeah. so you know they're going to want to win out games especially against teams that are lower than them in the standings um they have you know the last i think four in a the row they've won if i'm uh, three or four in a row against the bucks in the season series now so um, th- they'll One, be two, looking three, past four. geographic yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, they'll be looking past geographics at this point, and they'll be looking ahead to trying to cinch up home ice in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. the Bucks, in the same token, will be looking to right some of those wrongs that have happened during the season series. And you know, you you want to hope that maybe Trail comes in a little bit complacent, and the Bucks come in with a bit of an edge.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, and again, the games have been close against Trail as well, so it's not like. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, that four-one so, score was bloated because the empty netter at the end.
0: Yeah, so they've they've typically been one or two goal games against Shale So this there's things like, super, so so it is it is possible. And so like as much as they're trying to chase home ice advantage, we are trying to chase them in the in the standings as well. So yeah, that'll be a great game, and we'll talk about it again uh, again next podcast about Shale yep. Yeah, would yeah, be great. We just can't get rid of them. It's like the cat, that just go away. Anyway, love you, Trail. Just <laughs> need some space.
2: <laughs> hey, I love Trail. I lived there for a bit. i good. Silver City Days coming up. That's their annual fair in May. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is coming up real quick. Look at how fast February went by. All right. Okay. So now we're at the point of the podcast, Wiley usually at some point shortly after we drop our episode or even between the recording and then the dropping of the episode news gets released related to the Bucks or in the league, what do you think is going to be the headline?
2: Um, I guess we kind of spilled the beans on nowhere and that's likely returning. So I, I won't uh, go with that. <laughs> I, I got to think of, I got to think up something because, uh, Okay, the signing deadline is March 10th, uh, so maybe maybe one more piece to the puzzle from Ryan Donald with the new signing. One more signing. Okay,
0: I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, there's no more trade options,
2: because that has come and gone. Uh, absolve any more Alberta teams, but <laughs> I don't know about that right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. Um, you know. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Speaking of the Alberta teams, I think it would be cool. Again, I don't think this is gonna drop, but this is, would be my like. If it happened, this would be the time that would happen. Is right after we record a podcast. Is some sort of announcement of like a preview game against uh one of the Alberta teams, like how we played Brooks Bandits in um the preseason a couple years ago, like something like that. Especially given a couple of gaps in the schedule, I'm like that would be great to have a game. Play Brooks or (laughs) Okatokes. Nicely done, Wiley. You said Okatokes properly.
2: Thank you. You're
0: welcome. So and uh, yeah, I'll text Chris (laughs) something and see what he says, and we will recap it at our our next episode. All right, Wiley, before we sign off, any last words of wisdom or last thoughts?
2: Four home games left um, in the regular season. Uh, so just get out there and, um, you know, weather's starting to get a little bit warmer. So, yeah, good time, good nights to go to the rink. It's almost uh, cargo shorts time. So, yeah, get those uh, man pants on and uh, come out to those games.
0: We have a I only code. see I only
2: see guys with cargo shorts, so I'm not trying to be gender exclusive <laughs> there. But I, I just feel like everybody else except uh, guys my age have better sense than cargo shorts. But I love my cargo shorts. So yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for that, Wiley. So thanks everyone for joining us on this episode of Bucktails. This is Josh and Wiley signing off. Everyone, take care out there, and we'll see you online or in the arena. Bye everyone
1: Life is like a hurricane here in Cranbrook. Shooting, checking
2: takeaways. It's our buck nook. Might see a break.